Welcome back to Android App Addicts. On this episode number 576, Dor shows off his snow white beard. Ivor had a job once and Josh chews on just about every word he says. Hey, hey, Podnoxians, welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 576. My name is Doris Dork Geek. I'm joined today by Ivor, and I give a quick special mention. Thank you to Joe Bacata for, for supporting us on Patreon starting way back in 2017. Uh, Joe was one of those frequent guys who always sent us emails, and like the tides, emails, swarms come, emails, swarms go, so I haven't heard from Joe in a while. Um, so thank you for your support, Joe. If you would like to support us, it's very easy. Patreon.com slash Android App Addicts. Now, it's been a while since I got to chat with Ivor. So first I got to say, Ivor, how's everything going, man? I'm going great, mate. Um, it's, it's, I hard to believe it's been three months already since our last stream. Seems like only a week's gone by. I will say time does fly. Um, hopefully during that time, nothing major critical happened. I did buy a new phone. Oh, well, I figured you would buy maybe two in that time period. <laughs> That's my usual rate, isn't it? No, my wife's put the uh, put the foot down and said, nope, no more phones after this one. So I might have to make this one last a while. It's a um, Sony Xperia 10 Mark III, which is actually a very impressive phone. I've been really, really pleased with it. Um, the processor is a little bit sluggish for me, but a hell of a lot better than the one I was using before. And I've got an Android 11, which is a huge improvement on the Android 7 I was running on my last one. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> yes, seven's a touch old. I I will say Sony devices seem like they are either good solid mid range ones or they're really like high end build quality like top notch kind of thing. Um, they're they're the one brand I'm not I'm not really sure why they're not more successful. Yeah, uh, well I liked it, but mainly because they're uh, mainly Japanese. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of the components are uh, manufactured in China, but uh, they're all. Um, uh, assembled in Japan, and it's a Japanese company. Um, so that's one thing, and um, it was the right price range. It cost me six hundred and fifty New Zealand, which I think is about four or five hundred uh, US, uh, and it's a solid mid ranger. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying using it. I've never had a Sony before. Very cool, very... Oh, I have once, but that was quite an old, older model. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I have. Yeah, they're really hard to gotcha. get hold of. Yeah. I couldn't find anywhere to yeah, yeah. sell them. I suddenly found this website that was selling them here in New Zealand locally and um, jumped on it, and, and uh, they went within a day. Very cool. Yeah, um, I'll say really quick tangent in, like, life kind of thing. My job went completely nuts, insane. We're, we had a huge software rollout. They wanted us to come in five days a week paranoid that we would be on the nightly news with, you know, things not working. Um, thankfully, December 3rd was when we launched. Everything went as well as could be expected, um, stuff is calming down now to where basically I should be able to podcast without as much stress is the way I'll put it. Now, with that said, um, the last time we spoke, I had a new OnePlus Nord N100. Um, and I was fairly satisfied with it, is what I'm going to say. You know, it was, I think, a really good bang for the buck ratio factor kind of thing. Uh, my main hang up with it was it seemed like once every week or two, I could not have a uh, variable speed playback on my podcast addict and have the screen go off, even though I turned off all battery optimizations. Um, for like two months, uh, that went away. 
and it was working fine and now it came back again. Um, but what I will say is I'm now to the point where basically I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it. I'm not sure I would suggest this phone to someone who doesn't have like really good patience because every now and then the phone will be running just fine. And then you click something and it might take literally 30 seconds for it to react. Um, not sure exactly why that's happening. My wife got so upset with hers. She literally just threw it at me, said, you do with it what you will. And she went and bought a Google pixel five a, and now she seems pretty satisfied with that. Oh, Josh, you guys are doing well. Uh, as well as could be expected. I'll say on my side. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, our country is, uh, well, our prime minister decided not to let anybody go anywhere. So I'm pretty much stuck at home these days. Yeah, that's what I've I've heard. Uh, it, I spent all day making um, uh, kiwi pies, though meat and cheese. <laughs> meat and cheese, mince and cheese or steak and cheese? Uh, mince. Yeah, mince. Mince and cheese. Yeah, well, I've made some uh, some hamburger and some venison. You don't have pies in Canada? Uh, no, not not really. Not like this. No, well, I guess we do the best pies. I didn't say that. I just said I was making some. <laughs> I've been making donuts. Oh, yeah. In your car or in a deep fryer? Uh, in my car? <laughs> <laughs> no, in a, in a fryer. <laughs> okay. Um, my son, ate, I, made, I made two dozen donuts and my son ate 11 of them. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll say on the, um, like, Android stuff, um, hardware-wise, I now have my N+. Plus uh, Nord N100, and it is definitely slower a little bit. So the good news is now I have two of them since my wife doesn't want hers. So I'm going to try to offload some stuff onto that one and maybe figure out what's going on with this, uh, battery optimization stuff. And I did try to look on the ROM scene for the first time, literally in like eight years. And it is quite abandoned compared to how it used to be. Yeah. No one ROMs anymore. I'm sure they do, but man, there's not many of them. You know, just like I'm sure there's still people who run um, Unix in their house. <laughs> like you. I run Linux, not Unix. <laughs> um, you've still got a Unix server there somewhere. Wouldn't shock me. Um, so when it comes to like that kind of thing, I'm just working it out. The wife, I will say, is loving the uh, Android TV Chromecast. Mm. Um, I think having the dedicated remote literally like set her over the edge because before with the Chromecast, she wanted nothing to do with it. Because she literally wanted to like browse Facebook as she's watching shows kind of thing. So with the dedicated remote, I think it makes it much easier. Um, the voice search, I think, is another thing that she just absolutely loves. Uh, the voice search on the home screen does not deep search every app, though. I found that out. It does search Netflix. It does search um, uh, Tubi. It does search uh, Amazon, but it doesn't search them all. So that's one shortcoming, I'll say. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I don't have the Google TV app, um, but I, well, the, the hardware, I've got a, um, a different one, it's called SmartView, but it's this, it's Google, it's Android um, TV, and um, yeah, that dedicated remote is fantastic, you just flick around, and yeah, it's got voice search as well, and yeah, it can, it can check everything. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say, um, there has been like new hardware coming out all the time, most of it, I will say, I'm thinking is very uninspiring. Is what I'll say. Um, you know, slabs of glass, slabs of glass, another slab of glass. Um, I do think that the high end continuously keeps coming down to where we are going to get 
hopefully this is the year coming up 20, 20, uh, 2022 where we're literally going to have a sub like $250 phone that is near indistinguishable from what someone's paying 800 to to $1,000 for it. Well, you see the new uh, Oppo foldable. I think uh, foldable, foldables are really starting to take off now. That's that's where the market's going. And um, I think as foldables take off, you're going to get the, the traditional slabs getting cheaper because people want to offload their, their um, stock. Yeah, I will say um, um, there's a couple of YouTube videos I saw where they took a look at the Oppo Find N is what it's called. Um, and I will say when Oppo does something like this, any day now, OnePlus is going to do one. You know, that's one of the big pluses to them being joined at the hip like they are. Um, I don't think the Oppo Find N is the perfect foldable kind of thing. It definitely has shortcomings. It's a little bit shorter. It's a little bit oddly shaped. Uh, you know, the thickness is something everyone's going to pick on. But I will say... Sounds like sounds like me, Dor. Yeah. But um, I will say I do think the, it's very obvious they've been working on that form factor for years, is what they said. And I do think that they are on something. And I do think it will become the norm. The only question is, you know, how much longer is this going to take? Because we've been talking about foldables now literally for years, and none of them have gotten any real traction in the real world. Yeah, until Samsung came out with the Galaxy Fold, um, then that, that smaller form factor really uh, became quite popular, I think, with us, particularly with women who have smaller pockets, as we all know. Yeah, that was something that I just uh, was set privy to over the last, Jeez, how long has it? Anybody know how long it's been since we've done one of these? Three months. August. <laughs> Three months. Yeah. Wow. Um, was the the fact that that women's women's pants in general have no pockets? Uh, no. Like they're just fake fake pockets. What what good is this? Maybe we should ask Eric. He wears them all the time. <laughs> yeah, was, s- small hands. Smells <laughs> like cabbage. Yeah, and um, I will say the couple um. YouTube videos, I looked at this Oppo Fine X. It really does look like it is a fine piece of hardware. I'll say it, I don't know what is the great form factor. On this one, when you open up the phone, one of the backs is the camera. The other back is the other screen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, what, and what I didn't like was when you open it up, it has 120 refresh rate. Yeah. When you close only it, that other on screen front. only has a 60. Refresh. It's like, I, you know, I think that's the kind of thing that people might pick up on and not like is what I'll say. And it's expensive as well. That if they can do something about getting the price down, then I think we'll see um, we'll see a huge change in uptake. Right. Well, Ivor would be interested in if it had a a uh, like a, a wristwatch attachment <laughs> as well. Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing. Um, you know, we 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 have to suffer through it. Like when the Diamond Rio came out, it was a very expensive uh, MP3 player. Because it was a Creative Labs thing. It was very beginning. It literally had a small spinning disc in it because they didn't spin up enough hardware manufacturers to bring the prices down. I honestly think if this phone does see success in any level, it's going to help drive all those prices down to where hopefully by the you know, 2023, end of 2023, we could, get, we could see a serious like sub $500 foldable phone that isn't bad. But the problem is none of them are available well. The, um, the Oppo phones and are uh, available in the US yet, are they? Can you, can you buy um, Chinese phones there yet? Well, all of their main targets are always India and China first. Um, I do believe that both of the Samsungs are available to purchase here. Yeah, but they're Samsung. But no, I don't, yeah, and I haven't seen anybody buy any of them. I do think the Motorola Razor was technically available too. 
I think the Razor 2 was available, but haven't seen them, of course, anywhere either. Um, the other like hardware kind of news that at least caught my attention and you know, I've had at least a dozen tablets. You know what I mean? I think they have their use case. I think they're the perfect TV computer to where, you know, they're watching something. Oh, well, what was she in? What was she in? And then you can easily look it up on your tablet kind of thing. Um, but I will say it looks like they said one plus one, uh, could be launching their tablet, their first tablet ever, uh, here in the next, uh, a couple months in India will be their first target. And I will say if anybody I think could possibly do a tablet and actually make it in- interesting again, I do think that OnePlus is the company that might be able to hit that margin of a very fair price with really decent performance. Yeah, but the problem with tablets is that people buy them for the kids, so they don't want to spend too much money on them. They turn into games machines. Um, they don't have any serious, um, you know, professional use or anything like that um guys like you and i will quickly get frustrated with them because of the sluggish processes and cheap and, and lack of ram that they have i don't think i've ever seen a tablet that has more than three gig of ram um you know that it's really frustrating trying to find a decent tablet um especially in my country anyway but you know until they can come up with a super powered bloody um tablet that that uh, is decent and um has some decent specs to it then i'm not interested right well the Suspected specs are a uh, 120 hertz screen, a Snapdragon 870, which is still a fairly new processor, uh, six gigs of RAM with 256 gigs of onboard uh, uh, storage, a 7,000 milliamp battery. Not sure how long that would last in a tablet, and it it will be about five hundred dollars. Yeah, to which I think, cool. but one of the things you said that really I think clicked with me is. I can honestly see that, see it being a decent handheld gaming device because that's because I'm getting old. I like a bigger screen now. Please, thank you. These like three and a half inch screens to try to do games on. No, they they don't work anymore. Um, my daughter keeps pestering me to buy her a Nintendo Switch, which is uh, around about four hundred dollars, and then it's like hundred dollars for each game. And I'm saying, what? Why? Why? Why are we spending this much money on things? Well, only the I'll, to defend the Switch, only the first party games and the big party games are the full price. Most of the other games will be about a third that price. So if the games are about a hundred, expect most of the games would literally be around thirty, thirty-five bucks. Like Super Mario Brothers would be a hundred bucks. Yes, absolutely. Anything with the Nintendo at the top, any Zelda, any Metroid, any Mario, any of the yeah, full price. Now, you can get them on sale, but of course, what they call a sale is like, you know, 20% off, which ain't a lot. I mean, if you're going to do a gaming tablet, if you're serious about a gaming tablet, the, the Switch seems to be the way to go, if, you, if you've if you got deep pockets, of course. Uh, well, I mean, it, everything else is more expensive. Xbox is more expensive. PlayStation is more expensive. Exactly. You know, a decent-sized iPad, more expensive. Um, the only thing that, in my humble opinion, competes with it is the yet-released Steam Deck. Um, which is big and clunky, but can play a lot of stuff, especially if you're okay with downloading images of games and emulating them, then, you know, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Of course, none of us do that. Nah, my son called me a stinking pirate. <laughs> my youngest son. Cause he, called, well, you got the, you got the beard for it now, Dor. Yeah. He, cause he said he wanted some game and it was only available on the PS4. I said, dude, you are never getting a PS4. The community on those systems are toxic. You already cut enough. 
you know we're not getting that. And he says, well, it's only available on the PS4. I said, I bet you I can emulate that on my computer downstairs. And then he called me a, he's 13 years old, mind you. He called me a expletive, I can't say it, pirate <laughs> in front of my wife. And my wife immediately just turned him and <laughs> smacked him across his face. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, you'll have child protection services on the door. Oh, I, oh, and he said that to me when he was like eight. I said, dude, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Because whoever comes to that door, I'm beating the crap out of them. <laughs> so you should, too. Yeah. So I digress. Um, so now with that said, one of the things I just learned, just learned, was the Oculus headsets put out by the Meta Facebook. Oculus is nothing more than Android phone slapped in a headset, basically. What? It is Android running. Yes. Hmm. I had no idea. So my son complained that he has his Oculus 2. And he says, it ain't working right. It ain't working right. Dude, just hard reset the damn thing. Because he's had it for nearly two years. And anybody knows if you have an Android phone for two years and you're heavy into, you know, using up the disk space and downloading stuff once in a while, you need to just nuke and pave. Yeah. So it's working better since he did that. But he's still complaining, saying that he wants to get a new gaming computer for Christmas and a new headset. (laughs) Wow. Uh, man, that must feel really nice to want all that stuff. With that beard of yours, you are looking rather like Father Christmas. So maybe he's yeah, got well, you confused. He's getting, he's getting coal. He's <laughs> getting a piece of coal. <laughs> yeah, lumps of coal. Now, family, it's a stick. <laughs> yeah. So the the Oculus is Android driven. Yeah, I had no idea. No, either either did I because I I'm that's that might be one of the most ubiquitous pieces of Android hardware in the you know in the near future with i i I just see the metaverse taking over taking over society what do we think of the metaverse it's happened in the last three months isn't it i think 99.999 percent of the time when a company sets out to try to do something like this they never even get close to what they want um i am not sticking a stupid headset on for meetings (laughs) ever Yeah, but it's 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 past that, and it's not just one company. Like this is there's there's plenty of of technology companies, crypto companies that are that are working towards this. I mean, there's there are um, different metaverses that people are spending millions of dollars on land purchases well. and selling land speculation in the metaverse. There's one where somebody paid four hundred grand for the a house next to uh, Snoop Dogg's house that he had bought in the metaverse. So, I mean, people are uh, people are going nuts. Yeah, they did that with Second Life, though, too, didn't they? Like, yeah, they did it with all of the iterations of this that's went in the past. Um, yeah. Uh, a, a flash in the pan where people are spending money, I don't measure as being a success just yet because I still cannot see anybody spending any significant time of any day with a headset on. Because that's the whole thing. The reason why phones are successful is because people can sit there for 12 hours a day doing this. Just scrolling, just scrolling, just scrolling. I mean, their, their thumbs are gigantic. Can, you know, <laughs> I can only imagine we could solve world hunger if we could just take the power out of those thumbs of those people doing this all day. And the headset, A, the batteries suck. I don't know how much you guys know about headsets. They suck. They're like less than that, like two hours of life in them. So you got to plug them up. And then if you dare have it plugged in as you're playing it, oh, you're going to damage something. You know, always. And have you seen people who come out of those things? They literally look like raccoon faced. 
They literally look like a Hollywood thing because they're now they have big red marks all over their face kind of thing. Um, it reminds me of that horrible Bruce Willis movie. What's oh, Serendipity? Yes, yes, Serenity. Yeah, where that was the thing. Everybody stayed at home and they put their mask on and their robots who were perfect looking went around the world kind of thing. Um, and then when they knocked on their door and they opened up, they looked like crap. I blame the headsets. Oh, it's, it's idiocracy is what it is. But it, it's also, I mean, we're not the, the initial target audience. Uh, Ivor put uh, anti-Facebook rant 321 in the chat. <laughs> but, I mean, Facebook wasn't for well older adults and grandparents when it came out either. But you grab the kids and then was, they pull uh, everybody else in with them. Facebook was supposed to be for exactly me when it came out. Young, horny guy who wasn't connected. That's who it was built for. Now it's built for grandparents sending nonsensical memes about the election is stolen and the vaccines have chips in them. Don't they? <laughs> um, so it's like, I, I, now it's like, he, I think he sees Facebook just crumbling into a cesspool of crap and just trying to reach for anything to be successful. But that, again, it's not, it's not him. It's not, it's oh, not meta. It's not meta Facebook. is his. There's other people uh, well, doing similar networks, but he's pushing his. But there, yeah, but the metaverse isn't. Metaverse doesn't exist. It, that, well, it, yeah, but it's also it's not a it's not a it's like Kleenex or like you know you you grab something to blow your nose. You're asking for a Kleenex. It could be a piece well, of toilet paper. That's why he's been taking down literally people who have their name metaverse. Yeah. Well, the metaverse was it was what Stevenson. I think what's the the guy that wrote Neil or uh, Neil Steve Yeah, I, yeah, I believe I, he was the one that came up with the the term. He might have, but he didn't. He didn't trademark it. Zuckerberg did. Mm. So it's just like anything else, and it, a name is inconsequential. It doesn't matter what it's called. It's Web three kind of thing. It's whatever it becomes is what it is. Because like when Web two came out, no one said, "Ah, now I'm in Web two They just said, "Well, have you tried this new app? Have you?" Checked out that website. Have you seen Keyhole? You can go and look and look at the globe. It's interactive kind of thing. I think the same thing is going to happen. No one's going to call it a metaverse. You know, just like nobody called it the information superhighway, <laughs> except for news reporters, you know? Cyberspace. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe we still use the word cyber when it comes to security. You know, it's like you might as well just sit on a porch knitting sweaters <laughs> using cyber. <laughs> I don't we'll just do some whittling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm working on my cybersecurity. Paddling. <laughs> yeah. But I can see, I can see, even with all of the shortcomings that's happened in the last couple months with Android and security, like the horrible one involving Microsoft Teams, which makes no sense. If you had Microsoft Teams installed on just the right device, you couldn't dial nine one one. What the hell kind of issue is that? How can such, I don't, don't even understand how such a thing could happen, but that just tells me that there are definitely things going on in the Android code that people are not properly testing, vetting, putting through its loops, um, QA testing or something, which is a little bit scary. But with, with that said, I still think we're going to have tons of super cheap devices moving forward where you're going to be able to do a whole bunch of stuff. And dare I say it like this, but um, the Pixel 6 proved me to be completely wrong about the possibility of Google and their own custom chip. I mean, Apple doing the M1 chip, I knew was going to have some success because they'd done this before. They're controlling the entire stack. You know, the hardware, 
the middleware, the software, everything was under their control. So why wouldn't it work right? And then Google said they're going to have their Pixel 6 with their own Tensor chip. I thought, well, this is going to catch fire. Let me grab a thing of popcorn and watch. <laughs> and no, completely wrong. It is unbelievably successful, um, which I think is great because now we're going to have real, true, like, knockdown, drop-dead competition between Qualcomm, between uh, the Samsung processor that I can't remember, between all of the... Exynos, uh, all of the lower ones that come in the normal cheap Chinese knockoff phones, they're all going to get better because of this competition. Um, and I hate to say it like this. If Google can pull a Apple maneuver, control the chip, control the operating system, I think moving forward, instead of the Pixel devices being you know, great at taking pictures, but not a lot else, I hate to say it. I think they might actually become the best damn phones that are out there. You think that they will the Android or the Google will try to um, sand, not sandbox, but do as Apple has and close source their, their OS and, you know, go with that model. And I mean, I wouldn't put it past them right? and then, you know, just fork Android and, and just cut it off. Well, at that point, I'll say if I was hired consultant to come into Google and tell them how to do that, uh, number one, they've already proven that they can take the, um, oh my God, the alternate operating system that um, I can't think of the name right now, that they silently replaced Android on the Nest Hubs with their next generation non-Android operating system. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to call it, it's not Cyan. Like, yeah, I can't remember. Well, with that operating system. Something like that. I know. There's no reason why if they did that, they couldn't do a similar thing on Pixel devices to where... You Samsung people can use Android. You, you know, Asus people can use Android. You, Oppo, you can use Android. But we at Google, we're going to use this. And as far as users are concerned, you're not going to really see a big, huge difference in how they look. But as far as performance is concerned, I could see them basically taking that, using their own custom chips, locking it down, and then, you know, owning the high-end Android ecosystem moving forward. Because I don't see how anybody could compete. Nobody out there who's making chips can make a great piece of hardware. And I don't know if you guys have seen the Qualcomm phone. Oh, yeah, that came out they, a while ago. Now, yeah, yeah. Well, they've had two of them in the last two years. They are the most redonkulous, stupid-looking phones I think I've seen in my life. And everyone who's using them are like, it's fine. <laughs> Nothing about it's great, they say. Yeah, it's fine. Like the red wow, phones. Really? Yeah. So it's like, dare I say... If Google wants to be the next Apple, um, I hate to say, I think they might be able to do it. Well, I think that the main strength is that they can do it cheaper than Apple does. Apple is, well, anybody can do yeah, it cheaper than Apple. Yeah, exactly. And that's why the Pixel 6 is, is very popular because, you know, you're getting flagship specs for not a flagship price. And sure, some things are a bit compromised, but still a lot better proposition than buying a new iPhone. Yeah, and the wife yesterday watched a brand new Disney movie, uh, Ron gone wrong i think it's called it's where a poor kid it's now all of a sudden there every kid's getting this little egg shaped thing that follows around them takes pictures of them post to their social media and finds friends for them kind of thing and the company's called bubble obviously supposed to be apple um and then the kid gets one that's broken it isn't connected to the network no safety protocols are on blah 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 and it's like, it's so painfully obvious, this is trying to basically mock Apple. 
and how Apple does everything. They own everything from the, from the top down. Um, and there was a point to that that I was going to say about it. Um, Price competition. <laughs> ecosystem. Oh, 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 oh. One of the things that the bot was able to do, which a couple of years ago we would think is science fiction, where the, it would take a picture of people and then it said, oh, we need to take this out of the picture and tap. Boom, the thing was gone out of picture. Where now the Google Pix uh, 6 does have that magic um, um, picture, magic or eraser where you can take a picture of a crowd of people and you can literally highlight and say, I want that person out of the picture. And it will like Adolf Hitler grade, remove people from pictures to where you couldn't tell that they were there in the first place. And for does the, it do it like back to the future? No, where no. They just sort of like <laughs> melt away. No, it does it like That'd be cool. Hitler and Stalin literally when they were taking pictures with people and later they didn't like that person, they would literally have that person removed from all of those copies of those pictures moving forward kind of thing. Um, that's what this technology is like, dare I say. Impressive when you consider they didn't even have Photoshop in those days. Yeah. Oh, somebody had to do it by hand. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, one of my uh, channel's technology connections was talking about how to do Photoshop type things in the real world with real developer and film and uh, negatives kind of thing. And uh, that's a little interesting is what I'll say. Um, but I digress. Have you ever developed um, film in a dark room? No, but I watched him do it, and that was cl as close enough I needed. Yeah, I did it. I used to have a job once but we were in the school holidays when I was a youngster, and I would um, develop film in a, in a dark room. It was great. I loved it. Gotcha. So, Fuchsia. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Fuchsia. That's the alternate operating system with the microkernel that they literally silently replaced the Google Nest Hub operating Android system with Fuchsia, and the users had no idea it looked exactly the same. I don't see why they couldn't do that on a phone. I don't know what could be stopping them, is what I'll say, putting it on a phone. Yeah, didn't they sort of um, focus on IoT solutions for Fusion? There's going to be an IoT system. Well, it's an it's a assistant-driven operating system, is the way I'll put it. But yes, and it, it does that lends itself with IoT kind of thing. Like, we had a Google Home Mini down here that I would every now and then just use to define words because, you know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, my son oldest son all of a sudden started taking two hour showers in the morning and falling asleep in the shower <laughs> and was like being late for school. So I literally took the Google home mini, put it in the shower. And I said, now when you take a shower, you can literally set a timer. Okay. Schmoogle set timer for 40 minutes kind of thing. I was like maybe you need 40 minutes shower. Well, does he smoke a cigarette <laughs> before he goes to sleep? <laughs> Everything he does, he does methodically slow is the way I'll put it. And I say that with nothing but love in my heart. I, if I literally ask him to take the trash out, he'll start doing it right away. It won't be done for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, that sounds so yeah. familiar. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know. Uh, you got so much to look forward to, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. This kid, he doesn't stop. He's, he's full go all the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I will say Fuchsia is, it lends itself to being a assistant-driven experience, which, it, which is an IoT-type experience. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think they were um, wary of the uh, third operating system issue with um, that Microsoft fell into. There were no apps and there were no phones and it just sort of died a death. I think they were trying to test the market first with IoT stuff. Yeah, and I do think that every company um, learned from IBM back in the day, which is you cannot rest on any laurels. You have to keep, you have to, it, once you stop innovating, you're dead. Blackberry. You're literally dead. 
Yeah, and BlackBerry. Because, uh, like, Microsoft for years, thanks to Steve Ballmer, invented nothing, changed nothing. Um, and then once he left, the very next guy started making changes. You know, we're, we're changing, we're changing, we're changing. Half of the changes were stupid. Half the changes netted them billions of friggin' dollars. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I think Google understands if we don't continuously do something, we might as well just, you know, start selling apples by the side of the road kind of thing. Very true. Should we have a nap? Whoa. Whoa. Hi, Ivor. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> okay, well, I'll bring, I want to bring a suite of two apps that are related and they're related because they're by the same developer. But I also believe that they can, uh, they relate to, uh, to different audiences is the way I'll put it. Um, back in the day and here in the U S we had a game called, um, tech mobile. And then we had super tech mobile and we had a whole bunch of different versions of tech mobile. And the beauty in the football game was its simplicity. Sure. You had names and sure you had different plays to pick from, but it was only like four plays in the first version to pick from. And when the person picked a defense, they didn't pick a defense. They picked which offensive player they're going to defend against. So it's very simple. You know what I mean? Um, this developer named new star games, LTD put out two games here. Um, one of them is called retro bowl, uh, which is very much like the classic, um, Tecmo bowl game. Um, a little bit of it is different is what I'm going to say. You actually have to like aim your pass in the old game. You just threw, you just change to your pass and the ball to hit the button. Um, and then there's some things that the game does for you in air quotes where you don't have to do it kind of thing. So it gives you a little bit less control in one area, a little bit more control in an, another area. But I will say if you're a fan of those old classic, uh, eight bit, 16 bit, uh, football games, this will be an addiction that will be hard to put down. That's the warning I'm going to tell people. Um, now, it wouldn't shock me if people over the other side of the pond will have a similar addiction to classic soccer, in air quotes, football. Uh, quick trivia. You, okay, you guys know that it was called soccer by British people for a very long time. And then the elites over there said, we shouldn't be calling it soccer. We should be calling it football. So then they literally stopped calling it soccer because too many people were using that word. So the Yanks got it right so, to start with. They just kept the right name. Kind of is what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but then they went back and now football. Okay, whatever. But now they have Retro Goal, New Star Games, LTD, that has the exact same kind of form and function, except now you're playing classic soccer, football kind of thing. Um, I sent this to two people I know overseas and... Like three days later, they both said, the next time you send me an app, I'm sending you a bill because this app is taking way too much of my time away from me. Okay. Um, so I'm, that, that's the caveat. Now, really quick rewind, Retro Bowl, New Star Games, LTD Sports, 463,000 reviews. E for everyone does have in-app purchases. I do believe the in-app purchases just removes the ads. Uh, 4.8 average reviews. Uh, updated November 23rd, 2021, 18 megs in size, 1 million plus installs. Current version 1.4.96 requires 4.1 Android and up. Um, in-app purchases can go up as high as 10 bucks, which kind of shocks me. All it needs is full network access and to view network connections. That's for the ads. Uh, similar stats, similar n n numbers and similar permissions on retro goal. So I'll say if you are a fan of 18, uh, 8 bit or 16 bit sports games, one of these I think should 
dare I say, tickle your fancy. I should do an ice hockey one for Josh. Yeah, man. Uh, no, the, does Retro Bowl have Bo Jackson and uh, Lawrence Taylor on the other side? Because I played the hell out of uh, Tech Mobile and Super Tech Mobile. And one, those two guys are just unstoppable. Yeah, all, all they have is numbers. They don't have any deal with the uh, National Football League's Players Association to have actual names in there. But yes, I, I too remember Bo Jackson and Barry Sanders, nearly unstoppable. And the center on the San Francisco 49ers, if you moved right, could basically sack any quarterback within like three seconds. But you had to be really good at it. Yeah, that was those were the good old days. You know, these mash buttons. I'd be very keen on the rugby version. Please don't hold are there your rugby breath. games. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jim. were there rugby games back then, Ivor? Yeah, of course they were. Yeah. yeah, like well, on like NES and um, I don't know. We didn't we didn't have them around here. Yeah, they, you could get a, you could get a couple. I think EA Sports did one. If anybody would, it's EA Sports. Yeah. So do you guys have any apps? Yep, um, I've got one. This is a. Uh, this is one I've been looking forward to uh, since um, uh, since I got my new phone, which runs Android 11, of course, and you need Android 11 to run this game. Um, it's a Civilization VI Build a City uh, Strategy 4X game. So this is the mobile version of the PC game, and I have played it um, twice, and I have to say that it is almost exactly the same as the PC game, which is really good. Um, the phone does get a bit warm, because it's a bit processor intensive, um, but uh, I was very impressed with um, how close to the PC version this this game is. It's um, it's very difficult though. Uh, I found uh, like after the first ten moves, I'd, I had to give up because I knew I'd lost the game already. Because so <laughs> my civilization was so far behind everybody else's, I was just going to get murdered. Um, I, don't, I only tried the single player. I didn't try the multiplayer option. But um, yeah, if you're into civilization. And if you've played Civilization VI on the PC, this is a great little mobile version to take with you on holiday um, or anywhere else you need to go to uh, to while away the hours building your civilization. Well, it's a good thing that you only made it through 10 turns because it says that uh, the first 60 are free. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to... Yeah, only try the first 60. But I think if you're a real um, fan of the game, you'd probably be willing to pay some money for it, actually. Yeah, and... and I and and I'm a firm believer every game should have a demo of some sort. If you don't have a demo, you're literally losing opportunities. Because if I look at a game, I can't always tell if I'm going to like it. If I watch a video, I can't always tell if I'm going to like it. And if I actually play part of it, I can tell if I like it. And to have the first 60 turns, I'm going to guess. You should know in 60 turns whether or not this is your thing or not. But um, you will need a, um, a decent, uh, decently specced phone. That's running uh, at least Android 11, I think, or Android 10. Um, and uh, yeah, prepare to spend a few hours battling away. Good to see these games. I think the next kind of version of um, AAA games that's coming out is uh, Diablo. Uh, it's going to come out on mobile sometime in the next year or two, hopefully. Once they've lived down their okay. embarrassment. <laughs> it it uh, does look like it does support um, Android 9 and up. Oh, so right. you could use a slightly larger device, but what I would say. I could see this on a Chromebook. Yes, looking and fitting perfectly. Yep. Chromebook or a, or a tablet, but uh, there's your tablet. tablet. There yeah, if, if there was a reason to get a tablet, this would be it. Well, I think that some of the, as far as not to go back to the tablet, um, I think Dor might have brought it up a while ago when we were discussing tablets, using it for 
um, uh, like music, using it for uh, what's that called, like equalizer and all the, the knobs and the buttons for for making music and sound, a soundboard. Hey, there it is. You know, a board that you use for sound. <laughs> what's that called? Uh, so yeah. Anyway, a piano. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll bring an app here too, and it's um, this one. I can't remember. Somebody sent an email, which I have any emails. Are you aware, Door? If we have any emails over the last three months, I honestly do not think we do. So I, what I was trying to do, and I mentioned last time we did a show three years ago, um, was how to automatically connect to my 5G home network or my instead of 2.4 gigahertz it's not 5g technically but um and not being able to do it and so i think maybe red had sent an email and this is called mac droid device automation and it's by arlo soft and it's under tools and it's uh last updated november 25th 2021 and it has 50,922 reviews, average 4.6, and uh, 5 million plus installs. And my cat is scratching at my door. I think my, um, I think my OBS might have locked up. And so this is, this is, um, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I think I'm starting to come down with a cold and I'm extremely tired. So the what's the, the app where you can basically control anything on your phone? But it's extremely difficult to move around. Tasker, thank you. Oh my god, you win the prize, door. Um, so this is sort of a a node red version of of Tasker almost, and and so I had set it up to where when when the network was in range that it would automatically switch to it, and it seemed to be working really well. But because I have a Huawei phone, it would shut off the app whenever it wanted to so that it wouldn't actually work so then i found this app i think somebody had mentioned it as well but it's called don't kill my app <laughs> make app apps work by urban urban droid tools and it has 3996 reviews average 4.9 and 2.5 megs in size 100,000 plus installs version 2.5 requires android 4.1 and up yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought I recognized the developer. He's the guy who also did Sleep as Android. Really smart developer. What's his name, Dor? Right there. <laughs> uh, Peter. Uh, how do you say that? Eh? Uh, Nalevka. 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 Peter Navidad. <laughs> if you're listening, Peter, please let us know. Um, and so, yeah, so then this is this is supposed to uh, basically make it to where you can keep your device from killing your app. But I think that the Huawei was killing this app as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was a while ago, but it, I, I just couldn't get everything to you need work. a different phone, man. I didn't even understand this. Like when I opened this app, it's so simple, but I didn't know what it was doing. And it's like, okay, push the button and, and it'll do the benchmark and blah, blah, blah. And I did that. And then I didn't really know if, if I made it work or if that was something else. It, I'm just dumb. 
But as far as yeah, maybe maybe I do need a new phone. But I mean, it's still like does everything that I need to do, and it's it's got a good camera too. It's still it's got a really yeah. good camera. That's that's the kicker, isn't it? So it really is. I mean, I don't carry a phone or a a camera anywhere. Like it's camera. So that oh, um, thank you, Chinese overlords. <laughs> that MacroDroid application didn't um, Microsoft have something to do with that, or did they buy it? I don't remember, but it's, oh, I uh, it says the developer is Arlo Soft, which I think is a Microsoft company, but I'm not sure. Yeah, really. Well, I do know Microsoft encouraged um, their internal developers to launch apps under their own umbrella, and if we thought it was successful enough, we would we would uh, reimburse you for it, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, it, um, I think they, they did a lot of acquisitions at the time when they started moving into Android, um, Yeah, when they when they gave up on their yeah. own uh, Android system. Yeah, and they still have their Neo device out there that I can't see anybody actually buying. But hey, um, we did have some emails as well, I want to say, uh, really short. Uh, one email was from Michael Sanders about um, Samsung Galaxy um, and RAM. Um, and it turns out... The brand newest of the newest um, Samsung phone, they have Samsung RAM Plus, okay? Um, and what I thought it would do was it would use your in, um, SD card and basically convert the physical area of your SD card into a virtual RAM to give you more RAM when you need it. Um, because that's what has been done for years. I mean, literally back in Windows 3.1 days, you could get RAM doubler applications that would literally just take a section of your like hard disk and devote it to RAM. And it would be, it would be at the very beginning of the drive. So it'd be as fast as possible, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Dor, sorry, real quick. Is that, is that swap? Would that just be like a. After, well, after the DOS 4.0, 5.0 days, and after RAM doublers became very popular, then Microsoft took page file, swap file, and said, we're going to do this ourselves kind of thing. And what swap allows you to do it is, is allows you to take RAM and swap it with other things quickly. Is what I want to say. You're, so in the Microsoft realm, your RAM is still your RAM. Your swap file is just a place where extra RAM goes when it's not being used. So now Samsung is doing this Samsung RAM Plus, and they're not using your SD card. They're using your internal storage. So quite literally, if you have a 256 gig internal drive on your phone, some of that will be taken away and used as RAM. To which I just want to quote the angry video game nerd and say, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, that to me is the stupidest thing to do in the history of computing is to use your most valuable asset, that internal fast storage. And whittle away, to say that word again, to whittle away at its lifespan, whittle away at its reliability, whittle away at how well it works just to make some fake RAM up. Yeah, but that's um, what they want. They want they want you to buy a new phone within a year. So they don't care if it runs out, if it destroys itself. I, I mean, I just can't believe it, but that's what they're doing. So if you buy the newest Samsung device and you have Samsung RAM Plus, they're literally using your internal storage, not SD cards, to emulate RAM on a phone that already has like 16 gigs of RAM. So they're like giving like an extra two gigs of RAM on it. Um, so thank you, Michael Sanders for setting the record straight and educating me um, on yet another reason why I am not buying a Samsung device. It's understandable for, for from one aspect, if I'm correct, I think um, the SD card speed memory of the memory there is too slow. 
company uses RAM. So they might have had no other option than get, to go for the internal hard drive. I just think it's absolutely nuts just to use uh, like the valuable resource for that. But yeah, yeah SD cards are always going to be slower. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Going to be so slower. you may as well not, not have it at all. It's just a gimmick. Like so much. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I have just a marketing <laughs> ploy. Ooh, I've got 16 gig of RAM. Oh, I've got 18 now. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And it was Michael Saunders that said, hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 guys, as always, thanks for the great show during show 575, the last one. Josh mentioned the Tasker app, from which I recall Josh has been trying to use the external, extremely powerful app, but found the user interface not very friendly. Same for me. Uh, For the past five years or so, I have tried to use Tasker, but I just couldn't get it really to understand in the UI terminology. And this is coming from a diehard Android geek. Well, I recently came across a similar app with a more friendly UI and easier to understand. The app is MacDroid, sorry, MacroDroid, and it can be found on the Play Store. Bang! I was able to create my first macro in a matter of minutes. I really like the color-coded layout and simplicity. Basically, it's a three-step process. Determine the trigger, decide the action, and if it's needed, apply any constraints. Uh, these appear to be... Um, there appears to be a rather large user community in includes a useful forum and temporary library. I'm really liking MacroDroid and seriously thinking about paying the one-time upgrade of $4.99. I use IFTTT. So that's also a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that's that's different. I do use that, um, but you can't really like set that up for like your for phone settings. The IF- You're talking about if if this yeah, then yeah, that, yeah. right? If this then that on Android does have some extra things you can do versus the web app that are strictly just Android related, um, like geofencing your area, um, enabling or disabling stuff like Wi-Fi. Yeah, but you can also okay. create your okay. own ones to do whatever you like. It's quite flexible, I've found. I haven't really played around with it that much. Okay, yeah, because I've used, uh, um, yeah, I, I use if this then that like i signed up for the the professional one when it first came out um and so i actually have a few of those running for servers that i have going here for when they go down it sends me an email blah 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 but um yeah i'll have to check out the the android app as well and yes as ivor said um and red mentioned that he had sent a a voicemail door i don't remember a voicemail not gonna lie well, Red's a liar from what I can tell. Right. I do see an email from him, uh, and this is an email from Red. Um, it says, the app New Sun, N-E-W-S-O-N, has the news broadcast of, secre- of several local news stations. They run news live without commercials, and then a short time after the broadcast is available to replay it with a short break where the commercials were. They had two local stations in my market. I haven't checked to see if they have any Canadian stations covered. I added the pic of the screen in the Play Store. Thanks for all your work, guys. Glad you're doing better, Door. Uh, again, it's called N-E-W-S-O-N is the app. Not check that out. There you go. News On is what they call it. Watch local news. Um, I will say I'm afraid. I'll be afraid it's one of those things that's really only U.S.-centric, but I don't know. But it's um News on all one word watch local tv news from news on news and magazines uh everyone 10 and up 2646 reviews does contain ads um 3.7 average reviews i think which is actually kind of high for an app like this um 
updated October 29th, 2021. 15 megs in size, 100,000 installs. Current version 3.0.20 requires 5.0 Android and up. Content rating everyone uh, 10 and up, which I like. Does need a, a, your location access. So it might lock you in. Oh no, it might just use your location access to figure out here's all your local stations we have. Um, and then it just needs like network access, which I would expect. Yeah, it looks like a TV watching app rather than a, a reading articles app. So. We don't have any local news channels. I can't. I'm I'm so over network news. Like I don't care how many different ones, all the same. <laughs> so for me, I just just not even interested in in any sort of news apps like this. There a chainsaw channel or something? <laughs> chainsaw <that> channel. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that there is a uh, no news like Gary news. That's right. And I'm sticking with that. Um, we do have another email here. This is from Jacopo Jenkins, who has a Red Magic phone, which if those who are too, too don't know, this is a fairly sophisticatedly high-end phone with literally built-in gaming controls, uh, liquid active cooling, um, just a lot of things that a lot of people don't have in their phones. Um, can we do my best to read this? It says, hello, this is... Uh, Jocko in the mobile gaming guy just thought I'll give you guys a quick update. The last time I emailed you, I was about to buy my red magic 5g. I ended up getting the maxed out one with 12 gigs of Ram and 256 gigs of storage. And I must say I'm loving it so far. Everything has been working as advertised. No shortfalls of any of the gaming aspects on the screen. Uh, it lives up to everything. Um, it's per it's performance as advertised, and I haven't had any problems with the phone yet. The biggest surprise to me is the camera. I don't expect most gaming phones to have really good cameras, but this thing is amazing. It's been um, it's being it's the whole design is really aimed towards gaming. I'm surprised at the quality as high as it is. I didn't end up paying a little more than I wanted to, but I had to get uh the fire and ice version. So I spent about $700, which is my absolute top dollar I'll ever spend on a phone. Seems to be well worth every penny. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up on the new gaming phone that just came out. It's a lot more affordable. And I hope that you guys take time to take a look at the link. It is the Blackview BL5000 dual 5G gamer phone link in the YouTube. Uh, you guys keep up the good work and I never miss a show. I'm a nighttime custodian, so you guys help me get through the night. If you guys take care, hopefully I hear your comments about this rugged new gaming phone. And I will say, I want more gaming in my life because uh, a lot of people look at the word distraction as being a negative thing. I'm in my life, I'll just say, I believe distraction is what you make of it. Some people need distractions, whether it be from work, whether it be from, you know, home chores or whatever you need distractions and I want to get into doing more games. And this is a $299 in air quotes gaming phone, which I will say is a fantastic price. If it is a gaming phone, um, it is a little bit more rugged to where I dare say for 300 bucks. I mean, my, both of my son's phones, I want to say I showed the wife, the Nord and she still spent, I want to say it was like 215 dollars per phone. So really not much more granted it's on sale. Uh, eight gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. Uh, don't see what makes it in air quotes a gaming phone just yet. 
MediaTek. That's the other company I could not think of Media earlier Tech. in the processor lang. And I will say in the last 12 months, in my opinion, MediaTek has done like three years worth of growing and getting better at their processors. I'm not saying they're better than the Snapdragon 888 Plus. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they've grown a lot in the last year in their processor um, 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 being as good as it is. The Dimensity is their newest one that I know of, 700, and it is what a lot of people are saying is a really good processor. So those specs with that price, I do think that's a very fair price. Um, I don't see, the only thing I don't see is um like customized buttons like with the red magic i do believe they have like shoulder buttons oh never mind it does have shoulder buttons yep, it does yeah. yeah did you see the any battery specs on this thing uh not yet no but i will say whenever they're showing high-end games now they always show a game that was on my list called genshin impact um it's a 4980 milliamp battery um genshin impact is the game it's like crisis was like eight years ago if you want to test your phone load up Genshin Impact, turn the settings up all the way. Let's see if your phone can handle that because most of them can't. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, this looks, this looks cool. Um, yeah, like it's waterproof, dust proof, drop proof. Um, I mean, that these are kind of the things that I look for as well as the, is the toughness of a phone. This, I, I like, I like, and like you said, it on this black view website, it's two ninety nine down from four ninety nine. Um, Anything I would say is if you're paying $300 for a gaming phone, there's bound to be compromises somewhere, likely to be in the camera. Um, so if you only want to use it for gaming, it's probably going to be okay. But the other thing is um, Blackview has a bit of a reputation for um, it used to produce a uh, like a rugged ca- phone or a series of rugged phones, which were basically just rubbish. Um, so, yeah, buy it by all means, but um, don't expect too much This would be my warning. I'll just get a Lenovo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I will say we did have two more emails, both of them from uh, Tim, a guy I know, a really nice guy. Uh, One of them is about the Pixel Pass. Um, It's hard for me to to describe Pixel Pass except for saying it's just taking a lot of the Google-centric things like YouTube Premium, Google Play Pass, Google One Storage, and condensing it into like one payment. And the promise you would think is it's going to save you money. No, never does. Um, here's the email from Tim. Uh, when I first heard about the pixel pass, I thought it sounded good. All these Google services rolled up into one phone payment. Something Americans are used to with most of our carriers. This article from Android central begs to differ on the value of the pixel pass. Um, here's the problem with the pixel pass. All it takes for you is to, Instead of being, instead of paying for YouTube premium for yourself, you join with people and you make a family. Okay. Now, instead of paying 15 bucks a month, I believe it's 15 bucks a month, you're paying $2 and 50 cents a month kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and the pixel pass does not incorporate the family kind of thing. Also, what if you do need the YouTube, you do need the Google one, but you don't want the Google play pass because it sucks. Um, then you're literally throwing money away because you're not going to use the things are in that play pass. So I think the idea of the pixel pass is to just uh, say, I'm going to give you this phone son and I'm going to include with it a year, this Google pixel pass, whatever it just to shut them up. I think that's the only time that they're going to get like genuine sales out of this pixel pass um, because it, 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 it doesn't save money. Nobody out there is going to 
take advantage of probably all of these services. So I, I don't see what, you know, people jumping on it is what I'll say. So the, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about the, the play pass. I think you're the only one here that, that has used it. So it's a uh, crash, huh? I mean, in the beginning, if you didn't already own certain games, then okay, fine. They're included in the play play pass. Uh, but when time goes on, you would think they would continuously improve it. Um, no, instead they literally took like games that you might've really liked out of the play pass and put other games in its place. So hypothetically you liked Stardew Valley because you found it in the play pass. Well, then you can't play it anymore unless you go buy it yourself. Then what the hell is the point of having it in the play pass? Um, again, dare I say this out loud, you want to know who does online game passes correctly. That's Microsoft. Um, (laughs) with the Microsoft, Xbox, you can get the uh, game pass where if you claim a game, it's always in your inventory moving forward. Doesn't matter if I join tomorrow and it's not there. You already claimed it in yours. So now it's yours for life. Um, that's how it should be. Is what I'll say. Where Google, no, when they take it out, it's gone. Well, have you noticed on Android, this is a bit of an aside, but on the uh, Play Store, you used to be able to look up all of your library of apps that you've installed in the past. That seems to have disappeared now for some reason. You only can have a look at your um, your family pass or family group or whatever it is, but I can't seem to look up all the apps that I've had in the past on all my devices. I can only disappear. Have you found that? Looking at my apps right now. If you're in a family, here's the thing. Families didn't always exist. Back in the day, when you looked at your game, uh, your app history, it was only ever your app history. Um since the advent of the Google play family. Now it basically combines them all. And yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that is what I'll say. Um, Cause well, when you get a new but, phone, it's good to look up all the apps you had in the past and whether you want to reinstall them or not. And I just couldn't find it this time. So, yeah, I don't have family pass. So, but you can use doors yeah. dragon app. What's that one? App dragon. App dragon. <laughs> Damn it. So close. <laughs> so close. App dragon to uh, download all of your, your apps. I have to do that. I won't be getting a new yeah, phone for I'll a while. Every, <laughs> well, uh, and well, still what I do is what, what I try to do. And always do it, what I try to do is every month go in my backyard, check my propane tank level and make a backup of my podcast addict and take a complete list of all my apps and send it to myself just so I have it in email kind of thing. Um, on my Android device, when I look at the Google Play and I go to my my applications, it does show all the crap that my son installed and everything. Um, I'm not a fan of it, is what I'll say. Uh, there needs to be a better way for you to at least separate out, you know, like, dare I say, confirmed installations and things that are just in your library are completely different things. Um, let me take a quick, quick peek. Okay, so. Yeah, I've got an app if... Well, really quick, this looks right to me. If I go to Google Play on the web store, on the full desktop browser, bottom left, I see uh, My Play Activity. Okay, yeah. Trying to see it here. Yeah, My Play Activity. And I'm scrolling through that. And I'm only seeing apps that I installed, I believe. It's also got movies that you've watched from Google Play. Movies thing. Yeah, just glancing through this, these are only apps that I, I've installed. How many? Are, how many is it showing, Dor? I, I see. Yeah. I've got seven. Yeah, I've got seven. One of them though is Mystery Science 
uh, Theater 3000, which I purchased. So move. Uh, mine's over 30, but I bought a hell of a lot more than that, is what I'm going to say. Maybe this is only things I rated. It's got the top recent oh, shared. it looks like it. Recent shared activity on play. Yeah, and so it, it but it's only, it's, uh, it's rated. It's, it is. I picked it because I don't rate anything in these ones. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, these ones have been rated. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and just so you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie, uh, five stars. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, okay. So you had another app? Yeah. So this one, you know, I try not to think about Ivor much, but <laughs> whenever, whenever there's a QR code on something, I just hear Ivor in my ear. A QR code reader is malware. A QR code reader is malware. It is, it is, it is. But <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the problem is, again, with this Huawei phone is that it does not have a QR code reader. And it's unbelievable that in almost 2022 that it doesn't have a built-in QR code reader. And if I'm wrong there, please somebody let me know. But I've I've looked high and low for this thing. Um, and so the one that I've got now is called Binary Eye by Marcus Fish under Tools. It has 414 reviews with an average of 5.0. Um, even though there's a one on the front page. Uh, so yeah, it's got 10,000 plus installs, 2.3 megs in size requires, requires Android 2.3 and up, uh, updated 16th, December, 2021. And it's on version 1.463 and it needs all the permissions in the world. Um, so yeah, this is a, it's open source QR code reader and that's it. So, I mean, I needed one, and this one was open source, and 414 people can't be wrong. Um, have you tried Google Lens? Yeah, yes. I always, I, I never. Well, now if you just open up just Google on your phone, where it shows you like um, news stories, and there's a search bar at the top, when you open up just Google now, right to the top right-hand side of the search box, there should be two extra icons um one of them being a microphone to do voice input and then a google lens basically shortcut right there to where let me see if i can yeah i i try to avoid <laughs> so stone, but i try to avoid using google on my phone <laughs> well <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah i see it i see it there yeah, yeah. yeah i never use i like i use well brave browser with pre-search search engine and Try to avoid using the actual Google apps. Well, um, there's no manufacturer I've seen in the last six years offer their own standalone barcode reader. Well, I thought that most of them had, like, the camera would also be If it's it a Google integrated. camera, yeah. Is that it? Okay, so it's just a Pixel or? Uh, no, I mean, most of the people who have camera apps on their phone, they just use the Google camera app. They don't do anything with it. They just drop it in there. And then the Google camera app can do it. Whenever people try to get fancy and do their own camera stuff, that's when they have the barcode stuff taken out. Uh, so that's for scanning as well as, uh, can you scan a picture and and, an, and actually scan? I want to say the last time I didn't use Google for that kind of thing, I just took a picture of the QR code and waited, and then it would connect to the internet, and then it would like tell me like a couple minutes later, QR code found, then it would say like copy text or... Follow link. QR code readers are malware. Well, I do remember. Will be. 
and I and I and I do remember Steve Gibson showing how um, really smart people is what I'm gonna say were able to go to where there were QR codes listed and cover and put a cover over it so it'd cover up just the right places to where they would launch it and it would send them to a malicious URL. But that's genius. Uh, let me think. Well, I got a nap if you want. Sure. Um, okay, so this one is for you budding guitarists out there. I've been um, plunking away on, on my guitar for the last couple of weeks, and I've got the calluses on my fingers to show it. Um, but this one uh, I find particularly useful because what it does, it will recognize not just a string that you're trying to, when you're trying to tune your guitar, but it also recognize a chord that you're playing. And it will also recognize the chords of a song. So if you basically all you do is you start it up, you, you hold it up against the sound source, or you, it will actually um, uh, hook into your device's speakers and will and will um, recognize the song that's playing, and it will um, tell you what the actual guitar chords are for that particular song and the timing and everything. And you can even I think you can even put it out into tab form, but I think that requires a subscription. I'm using the free version. I find this is really useful for just checking when I'm learning a new chord that I'm actually uh, getting the tone right and, and it sounds as it should be. Um, and uh, also, if I'm trying to figure out what a chord is on a, on a song, then I, I can just use this to determine exactly what it is. Quite a quite a nice piece of um, AI, I have to say. So it's called Chord AI, Real-Time Chord Recognition. It's made by Chord AI as developer. Uh, and it's rated 4.9. Uh, it's updated last November 9th, 2021. It's got 100,000 plus installs, requires Android 8 and up. Uh, content rating is 3 plus. And... Um, I'm not sure about the permissions. I think it just needs your microphone to to uh, check that um, check what to obviously listen to the sound source. Um, but yeah, I, I've uh, got uh, quite a bit of use out of this app as I've uh, progressed in my guitar studies in the last few weeks. So is it? It's sort of like Soundhound, but yeah. gives you in-depth information about yeah, the song. Soundhound for the guitar, basically. So. Um, yeah, you can play it a song that you, you know, say you're on Spotify or something. You say, oh, I wonder what the chords that those chords are. And you could play that song. It'll hook into Spotify. And when you play it, it'll, um, tell you exactly what the, what the actual chords are for that particular song. People actually use instruments anymore. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work with auto tune? <laughs> yeah, I think it's got a piano option as well. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. What I like is you can just put it up to any music source. It doesn't have to be another guitar or you know any song you like, and, and tell you how to play it on the guitar. Really good. Yeah, that's actually I like that. That's cool. You uh, you do bring some interesting music apps. Yeah, I've just been getting into music lately, so trying to pick up where I left off when I was twenty-two, <laughs> before children came along. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wow, my guitar <laughs> gently. Yeah. Oh, did you guys see the uh, the Beatles documentary? I saw it existed, but I haven't been able to sit down and watch it now. Yeah, it's a uh, three episodes of three hours each. But yeah, Peter Jackson's pretty much gone and cleaned up all the video from Let It Be um, archives, and um, it's done a really good job. It's really really good. The, this is like behind the scenes of the rooftop concert. Yeah, yeah, and it's got all it's got all sorts of. Uh, background stuff, you know, in-depth um, footage. Yeah, uh, you get to see these you know, very gifted musicians um, writing and, and developing music, really nice, really good pieces of music. You see how they do it. 
it's fantastic. Yeah, I really, thoroughly thoroughly recommend it if you if you want to if you've got to spare nine hours at some stage to watch it <laughs> before children. Before children, yeah, yeah, that's what BC stands BC, for. yeah, before children. Yeah. <laughs> oh my my. My buddy sent me a, a message today with a, a link to a Rolling Stones article. Um, apparently, I think it was 12 albums that uh, Pink Floyd is releasing, unreleased live live albums. Huh. So yeah, it's I don't. It says that it says that they're on streaming services. So I don't know if that's Spotify or Amazon Music or. Yeah, I think with Pink Floyd, there's only one one way to listen to that, and that is inhibited. <laughs> so, or yeah, while well, watching The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, I think I do have another app to bring. Um, two. One of them I got to bring just because it made me chuckle. Is what I want to say. Um, it is a app that swears it's for your privacy and your security. Um. And it's called screen calls and block robocalls, early access. And then you look at the manufacturer, the publisher of this. It's literally real networks, real networkings. Um, gather around, children. A uh, long time ago, there used to be this application you would have to download and install and configure if you wanted to watch video on the Internet. And it was the real player. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you could do some things with uh, QuickTime, but to watch videos for the longest time on the internet, you had to install a standalone application to do it. Couldn't do it in the browser kind of thing straight away. Um, and then the company like went to the hell in a handbasket and, but apparently they're still around. So now if you want to support a old company like, you know, Winamp or, uh, Napster or something like that, but then no, I want to support real networks. Um, you can download screen calls and block robocalls, early access from real networks. It's under communications, um, completely free to download, completely free to install uh, because it's in early access. No reviews yet. Uh, no ratings. Uh, updated October 21st, 2021 varies with size. 1000 plus installs version varies with device. Android version varies with device. Um, permissions. It's going to need photo media storage and network access kind of thing. Um, I will say I've had mixed results with robocalls on every device. Uh, I will say that's one of the things that I do think is a plus with the Pixel device. You get the built-in call uh, blocker kind of thing. But I have not had bad luck with spam calls. I know people who literally twice a day get fake phone calls. Thankfully, I'm not one of them people. I don't, I don't have a huge problem. Uh, up here, it's, it's oh, it's terrible up here. Like it's, I get at least one call a day, uh, and it's a robocall, and it says that my social number has been used to in a crime or something like that. I'm like, well, yeah, that was me, but <laughs> still, maybe you get somebody real to call me, or or the, the there's a new one that they that they uh, caught some um, a package in the mail with some illegal substances in it, and it was addressed to me, so <laughs> I need to give them a call. Like, well, yeah, that's mine too. Give it back, jerk. Yeah. Sorry, Dora. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, I will say um, two podcasts I listen to. Um, one of them is Darknet Diaries. The other one is, oh, man. It's by, it's literally by AARP called The Perfect Scam. And the one constant with every scam is they're almost always topical. 
Um, you know, these scammers are very hooked into news, very hooked into media. So as soon as COVID happened, for instance, there's a lot of scams about, you know, give us this credit card and we'll send you the vaccine kind of thing. Why? Because they knew people would spend the money because, you know, people would, you know, when they don't have time to sit down and think, make stupid decisions. Uh, so they, to me, very fascinating two podcasts right there. Um, again, Darknet Diaries and The Perfect Scam. Um, the next app I wanted to bring is a game and it, and it does cost money, but I will say this is the kind of app that if you have, especially on like a Chromebook, and if you're a fan at all of rally racing games, this is a really good one to get. It's called Rush Rally Origins from Brown Monster Limited, already, uh, under racing 488 reviews, E for everyone. Does cost four dollars and ninety nine cents U.S. dollars, uh, four point seven average rating. It is eligible for the family library. Updated December third, twenty twenty one. Size of one hundred eleven megs, one thousand plus installs. Current version one point two point zero requires five point zero Android and up. Uh, permissions basically just needs Wi Fi access and network access is what I want to say. Um, this is your classic. Uh, you don't think ahead of time. You don't necessarily have to even memorize tracks because in rally racing, it always tells you what's coming up ahead of you. So there's like almost no, no such thing as like a blind turn kind of thing. Um, I found this game to be just what I call a stupid fun, like mindless, stupid fun. It's almost a cross between like the old micro machines, video games on old consoles with the, um, graphics boosted up. Um, and it's just, you know. You're going to sit down and just play. You don't need to know anything about racing or shifting gears or anything. You just sit down and press buttons. This would be a good one for that uh, Blackview phone. Yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah, I'm a, a fan, or I was. I don't really play any games now, but I used to be a big fan of, of racing games in general. Yeah, I mean, I played a lot of, uh, whether it was Top Gear on the Super Nintendo or like, even like F-Zero, technically a racing game kind of thing. Um, the thing I liked about those racing games back in the day was you really did have to be good. And if you made one mistake in the beginning, you were the rest of the race, you were screwed. We're like in Mario Kart, you could be in last place in the entire race. And then the last second you get first place, you get the blue shell. Yeah. The blue shell or the lightning bolt or, uh, yeah. um, there's another one. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'd tell you one thing I fired a lot of quarters into Mickey Thompson's off-road rally, the the uh, arcade game with four steering wheels. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we'd me and my friends would go there, and then you just just fire in the quarters and beef up your truck, and then you're then you're kind of uh, you're locked into it. If I quit now, I just lost all of my uh, all my upgrades. My kids would right. say those are the days when pterodactyls used to fly about in the sky, <laughs> dinosaurs right. roamed the earth. What's it? <laughs> What's a, what's a quarter? Yeah, uh, I've got an open source app. Cool. Um, so this one is called Spotify, and it's on Fdroid. Um, you may have seen this on a couple of videos already. Basically, what it allows you to do is um, copy a Spotify link and then download the MP3 to your hard drive, which I'm sure is not illegal at all. Um, so the problem, the reason I find this app useful, although I've never used it. Um, is because my children uh, have access to my Spotify account, and usually when I want to listen to my Spotify account, they're usually listening to something else on my Spotify account. 
So um, what I've ended up doing is downloading all my favourite songs from Spotify. Not Well, someone like me has ended up downloading all these songs from Spotify onto my phone so that I can, so that uh, someone like me can allegedly, allegedly listen to these uh, these songs uh, while my children occupy my Spotify account, which I pay for. So I need, to kind of, I need to kind of figure that one out a bit. But um, if if you are in a, in a similar predicament, then you might find this app useful. I'm sure about the permissions and stuff, but it is it's on Fdroid and it's an open source. Check it out. I don't know. I've, I don't think it's that dodgy, but um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I will say the code is available, of course, on GitHub because that's Fdroid. That's how normal stuff is on Fdroid. Um, but the thing I like about the app is it supports Spotify, yes, but it also supports YouTube, YouTube Music, and uh, yeah. SoundCloud as well. That's good. Yeah. And Ghana and GeoSav, and, you know, <laughs> oh, for of those of you that are using those music platforms. Uh, I've used Spotify sometimes, but it doesn't have the option of, of downloading music because I know that on like on Netlify, Netlify, <sighs> Netflix, you can download shows and movies for offline. Yeah, and Spotify has the offline listening option, but you still have to be logged into Spotify. So if my kids are listening to something else on Spotify, then I can't use Spotify at all. I need to get a family plan, basically, so that anyone can. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a job once. I had a job once, yeah. Until <laughs> <laughs> children came along. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only other like app news I want to bring up really quick because I didn't want to forget it is um okay you have um GeForce Nvidia Cloud Gaming you have Microsoft X Cloud Gaming whatever they want to call it now you have Google Stadia doing cloud gaming really quick the long and the short of these cloud based gaming um um niches are like the hooks are well you don't have to upgrade the hardware you don't have to go from a PS2 to a PS3 to a PS4 to a PS5 and and can keep buying new consoles over and over and over again and then sometimes even buying the same game over and over and over again just so you can play on the new console with all these cloud gaming consoles you pay a subscription fee and the hardware just gets up, up updated in, in the background to the next generation you don't even know it okay so you never have to pay for the hardware upgrade again well the amount of money brought in to games far far exceeds like what hollywood can bring in movies can bring in tv shows can bring in so while you do have you know Netflix creating custom content, Amazon creating custom content, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, blah, blah, all these different things doing all this. We now have Netflix doing games. Now, it's only in certain markets right now, but if you have your Android Netflix loaded up and you load up Netflix, you might be prompted to, do you want to see our game selection? Um, I'll just say I find it interesting and competitive. Um, The bad news is, like, if you're a halo fan you ain't going to get it at on netflix if you're a mario fan you ain't going to get that on netflix but you know you might get the next best thing i think it was only available in the u.s isn't it i want to say it was only one market but i want to say it wasn't even the u.s i can't remember you know as far as innovation goes i i think that netflix is is one of those in in my lifetime which is quite a long time now (laughs) one of the the most impressive companies that that I've witnessed um, just going from, you know, the idea of, of, I mean, it used to be for all you kids that <laughs> didn't have 
uh, movie rental places that you go to and, and rent your VHS or your beta tape, Google it. Um, and so you would actually order DVDs in the mail and it would come in the mail and then you'd watch it and you send it back and then you'd get the next one and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then they slowly moved it on, you know, online. And I mean, now they're just a monolith almost as far as, as, uh, as TV viewing online and now to, to move into the game space as well. Like as far as a company and what their morals and everything else are, I don't know, as far as like, the innovation that they've gone through as a company. Yeah. And the code that they have given back to the open source world has enabled companies and individuals to do things that they would not have been able to do is what I'll say. Um, it does look like I misread the article. It says um, today's announcement saying and uh, you know, games on Netflix uh, confirms what we already knew after a test version launched in late August in Poland. That's the part of the article that I remember not being in the U.S. Um, it basically just says earlier in this article, at least on Ars Technica, I do not see it saying it's only limited to a certain area, but we know we've been through this before. Um, it's always going to be just one place getting it until they really feel confident about it. And then they're going to figure out, well, should we charge like a dollar more to have games included or whatever? And then they'll slowly roll it out to the rest of the world. Well, what's the... Uh, I mean, are they going to have their own controller or is it just going to be in? I'm sure in the beginning, it's only going to be on Android and it's only going to be on screen controls. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the games that are out uh, by Netflix on the Google play store. Um, (laughs) Stranger things. Go figure. Yeah. Netflix VR shooting hoops is all look like pretty, pretty terrible actually. Although that Stranger Thing game was pretty fun, if it's the same one that was in the Play Store before. Yeah, I know people who had that before did kind of like it. Okay. Yeah, so. Personally, yeah, I don't think it would work. <laughs> um, but no, you've already got Google TV, so people can play games on their Google device already on their TV. You have to go into Netflix. You've got to decide whether you want to watch a movie or play a game on Netflix. Maybe if you watch a movie on Netflix, you say, oh, what if there's a game of this? You can play a game of it, but can't really see it. I th- it's more of a supplemental to the Netflix offering rather than, um, I think, a serious product category. It's not going to revolutionize anything. No, I'm still trying to figure out what what the point of it actually actually is. Now that I look at it, like if if they had, I mean, are they is there a plan to create their own games and they or just buy well, cost independent two, games two. and put them under the it's been, it would cost them too much money to develop those games. Oh, they have to get rid of money. They, I mean, they hemorrhage money on all their shows and everything yeah. else. Like I think they, they make so much money, they have to spend it. So I don't think it's a, a matter of money for them. But are they, you know, like Google Play Pass, you have games from different developers and everything like that. Whereas what's Netflix? They're going to try to compete with that. Is that yeah, exactly the, yeah, yeah. the idea? I well, I think it's. I think it's just. The more, if they can go to the shareholders and say the number of hours spent of people's eyeballs on Netflix is X, that that's all they want. They they just want to be able to say they have you know so many eyeballs per month with so many hours, and then the shareholders are like ooh, and you know give more money. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> the chat room is is on fire. 
not really anything that we can bring to the show necessarily, but I mean, if if we can manage to do this again on a semi-consistent basis, then I would recommend <laughs> jumping in there if you can on Thursday nights. Right. Um, and then like one more hardware thing is what I'm going to say. One I'm going to link to, one I'm not. Um, TCL, right? That's the name of the company, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, TCL uh, said 2021 was the year they were going to come out with a affordable, um, foldable phone. Well, you know, 2021 happened. So now they're saying in 2022, they're going to come out with a, with a affordable phone. They won't say what the exact dollar amount is, but people are, people are suspecting they're going to be able to get it for under $500. Um, that's easier said than done. Um, the other thing that is inevitable is what I'm going to say is to have more health conscious wearables in the future. Um, it looks like, uh, Huawei is being, they're going to release very soon. Um, a watch that supports blood pressure monitoring. Um, once you get these wearable devices that are able to monitor stuff like blood sugar, blood pressure, and those kind of things, that's when you're going to see the sales of these things skyrocket, like off the charts to where you're going to have young people who are going to want to know that they're pre-diabetic, this split second, they're pre-diabetic kind of thing and not just wait. Yeah, that, it's definitely a market for it. <clears throat> I saw for the first time uh, a friend of ours who is a human being, and he is now on insulin and, and all the things that come along with diabetes. Yeah. And he has a, it's a little patch that goes on. And, uh, and it has, it has like a, a little hair with needle that goes in. And then that's how it's connected to his phone. And that's how he gets his, his blood sugar readings. And, and it, like he was over, they were over for dinner a couple weeks ago. And then he had a, a glass of wine or a couple glasses of wine and his phone every five minutes was just beeping. And it was this app telling him like, Hey, your, your blood sugar's out of control. And so it's disconnected there. And, and he said that, so it's the, the, the thing on his chest is two parts. One is the, the little electrode that goes in there. And then the second one is the, uh, Bluetooth controller, basically. And it's something like every month he has to replace it. So it's a, a non-replaceable battery inside this Bluetooth thing. So he has to replace the, the little diode or whatever the, the bit that goes into his skin. Um, like twice a month or something, and then replace the Bluetooth once a month, and it's something like three hundred dollars a month. Dang! For the for this system, and it's all just disposable. Throw it away. The 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 little diode thing comes with an applicator that is a whole handle and a spring loaded doohickey, and then you just chuck it when it's done. So I mean, if they can get something that is actually actually useful on a watch which is which is a you know this i know this is blood pressure but if you could do um somehow do blood sugar levels then yeah you're right door like it's with especially in in westernized nations it's needed yeah and it's the kind of thing that if it is at all subsidized by health then the companies will have no problem saying this is a two thousand dollar watch yeah does the um does the apple watch do blood pressure at the moment That'll be a big coup. The thing is, you're opening yourselves up to all sorts of liabilities if um, if it goes wrong. I suppose the Chinese manufacturers aren't really 
don't really have the same concerns about that as they would in America. Like, they can, well, that's when you put in the disclaimer that this is for entertainment, entertainment purposes, purposes only. Purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I actually did get a a watch in this time that we've been. It's not an Android watch though. Um, so it's a a Garmin, about the the cheapest one you can get, but it had what I wanted, and it's extremely durable. So it's uh, yeah, I basically just wanted it for the GPS. Um, for I've been I went out hunting quite a bit this this year, and so I when I park the car I can set it and and then go out and go into the woods and get lost and then just tell my watch to take me back and it'll. Does it have a separate SIM card in it, or do you have to have a separate phone account for it? Um, no, it's just no, it's just GPS. Oh, cool. A Garmin GPS system. So I read in the chat saying and, uh, he's um his Wise watch does BPWYZE. Which I didn't realize that, so I did look it up. It's the Wise Watch 47 millimeter version, is what it says. It does um, oxygen level and it does uh, blood pressure. Yeah. yeah, blood oxygen is is an, another one of those things. Uh, if you catch it early, it can easily mean the difference between life and death. My watch does a stress me- uh, measure. For some reason, it tells me if I'm under stress. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I have I have children. I have children. <laughs> yeah, the only thing my my watch doesn't do is tell the time. So. <laughs> well, he needs that anymore. Jeez. Yeah, well, it's like my you know the only thing my phone doesn't do is make calls. Very cool. Um, okay, do you have any uh, last second apps or Android related stuff, guys? No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good. Enough. Yep. Okay. Um, I want to thank everyone for the emails. Sorry, it took this long to get back to them. Um, I want to thank Ivor and Josh. Uh, Josh, did you uh, copy down any of the uh, apps for the roundup? Yep, we'll go. Th- we'll go through. Um, first one is Retro Bowl by New Star Games Limited under Sports, and then Retro Goal by New Star Games Limited under Sports. Civilization uh, EI, which I think is six. Build a City Strategy 4X game by Aspire Media Inc. under Strategy. Macro jo- Droid device automation by arlo soft under tools don't kill my app make apps work by urban droid peter nalvenka no that's not uh tools news on watch local tv news by news on under news and magazines binary eye by marcus fish under tools cord ai real-time cord recognition by cord ai under music and audio Screen Calls and Block Robocalls Early Access by Real Networks, Inc. under Communication. Rush Rally Origins by Brown Monster Limited under Racing. Spotifyer, F-Droid app. And then a bunch of garbage apps by Netflix. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that was all of them, Dor. I think so. Um, Very cool. And I want to thank everyone for their emails. Thank everyone for their support through this time. Um, uh, when it comes to the Patreon stuff, uh, I do, I never want to release exclusive content. That's only for Patreon people. Um, we do have the, uh, Patreon RSS feed. Um, if you do subscribe that way and you want to continue to, to subscribe that way, just shoot me an email really quick. If you don't mind AA at podcast.com, it's just a little bit more work. And I want to see if people are actually using it or not. And unfortunately, Patreon does not give us any statistical information on that feed. So 
It could be everyone using it or it could be nobody using it. And I want to, I will, I do not know. Um, you can send us an email very easily. AAA at Pontus.com. You can send us a voicemail at 7076 podnut, uh, or you could always support us on Patreon and send us messages that way. Uh, again, patreon.com slash Android app addicts. Um, we do have a Discord server. If you would rather follow us on a different platform, we do now have again a Libra chat server uh, with a Podnuts room on there. Thanks to Swift, we just got to give it a little bit more publicity and a little bit more love. We can get the um, actual old school IRC stuff back and up and running again. Um, okay, and I think that is about it. So Ivor and Josh, I'll say thank you guys very much. I. If I don't talk to you before the holiday season, hope you guys have a really good holiday. And I hope, uh, Josh, hope your boy is just fine and just, you know, forgets that he hurt himself. Yeah, I plan on telling people he was in a pub and got into a knife fight. So, might have a nice scar. And as, <laughs> yeah, as far as Patreon goes, we can't put out any uh, um, walled content because we don't put out any content at all. So. <laughs> yeah, thanks, George. Great to talk to you guys again. Hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas. I, I want to suggest that we uh, get together early in the new year, if we can, and make some predictions for 2022, uh, obviously related to tech and apps, but other things too. Yeah, did we do that this I year? I think we did. I, I can't remember yeah. if we... I'm not sure. I'm going to say that foldable phones in 2021 were going to be a major thing. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm retroactively <laughs> giving my 2021 uh, I'm gonna, predictions. I'm gonna, mine's the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is... Java is still going to be the bane of all security people's existence, <laughs> even if it's just the logger. Yeah. Mine is that Flash is going to make a comeback. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out live. Eric, uh, Red, um, not sure about anybody else. Can't remember now. Uh, but thank you guys for coming out to the live chat. Again, if you want to join us live, it's very easy. You can follow us on either Twitter or on Facebook. We do post when we go live. On Discord, we do publish it as well when we're going to go live. If you would rather me just send you an email saying we're going to go live, you got to let me know. Easiest way is just send me an email at doordoorgeek at gmail.com or mail at podcast.com. So with that, I will say uh, thank everyone for their support and thank everyone for coming out. And we hope to talk to everyone again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.